she finds skeletons of like dead markers and stuff. And there's like these, um, at first I was, I was about to give this episode a big nope because I thought it was a horde of spiders. Yes. But it was not. Yes. (laughs) It was not. It was like, you just start seeing a bunch of red eyes pop from the darkness. I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, do not be a horde of spiders, please. I would have loved that because I know I would have been in the middle of playing new world. I just would have heard my phone light up. I was like, what the hell is going on? Hello, hello. Welcome back to Animan Plus. This is episode 54. I'm Alex Lattice Walker here. Hopefully you're having an incredible day today, whatever day you're watching this podcast at youtube.com forward slash sparky three or you're listening to this podcast on the multiple platforms that we are on uh back after a quick little unplanned planned break uh, i say it that way because this week that this episode's coming out was going to be the break week some stuff popped up so we just moved the break week up uh one week no big deal let's go keep it moving uh still no josh uh josh will come back i just don't know when (laughs) he's got a lot of shit he's dealing with with work right now that's really making him work a lot longer hours than he has before that's you know obviously kind of impacted of him being on here on the show he will come back i don't know when it could be next week or it could be december we'll see (laughs) i have no idea Uh, but i do have zach here in studio zach how you doing how you feeling today i'm doing good but you know what is coming what's that apparently rain that is true because that's all the computer will tell me is rain's coming. Well, that is true. Rain is coming. And you know what else is coming? The My Hero movie that I keep forgetting about. <laughs> I mean, the My Hero movie we're probably not going to see because all the screen times are sort of shit. Yeah, okay. So, okay, <laughs> yes. No, we want to watch the movie for the show, talk about it, give our review on it, especially within the release window, you know, because that's kind of what we do. It's what we did with Demon Slayer, and we'd like to do that again. But no, seriously, like all the theaters in our area, the... All right, look, this is I, this uh, this is us being a little picky because we're just not going to go see Dove. I'm just going to be up front. We're just not. All right, but the, so the sub times are very limited where it's either like stupid late and like Zach has to work the next day or it's like when both of us are working. Like it's it's probably not going to work out. <laughs> like We probably won't get to review that movie until it actually comes out like digitally for us to rent. But I mean, it is what it is. There's not a lot of hype behind this movie like there was Heroes Which Rising. Which is surprising. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think it's going to be a good movie. It's going to be an enjoyable watch, but it's just, it's not on the same hype level as Heroes. Right? Like, if, it, if I was on the same level. Shoot, as it's I w- not even on the same level of fucking Mugen Drain. True. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's, just, uh, and again, like I said, to further describe, like, the level that it's on, I legitimately keep fucking forgetting it's coming out. I just talked to Zach, like, last weekend about movie times and how shit they are, and I forgot it was coming out until just earlier. I yeah. saw an ad for it. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, that comes out tomorrow. Fuck. Uh, oh, well, it is what it is. We'll watch it eventually, you know, but uh, for this week, we do have all of our normal anime talks with, like, uh, no, not Yashihime. Well, yes, Yashihime. I mean, yeah, we got Yashihime. Because you want to talk about last week. Yes. Yeah, but we did not check out 28 to 27 we're going to talk about. We do have uh, Sakugan, 86, Talk Out Destiny, Platinum Men, Dragon Quest, uh, no One Piece, unfortunately. And a little, briefly, Demon Slayer, I did not check out uh, episode three of season two that came out this past Sunday, but I will quickly touch on season two, uh, episode two, and kind 
kind of what they're doing with the season, just for anyone who may be holding out to watch it. Uh, and then, of course, our manga chapter ratings for the week. Got a lot of chapters this week to rate. Uh, if you could, though, go follow us on Twitter, at Anime Podcast. We'd greatly appreciate that. Go check out our other shows like Lighthearted Gamers, uh, Terrible Football Show, and talking about movies and stuff. And lastly, if you want to support us for the Patreon, it's a great way to do so. Do not feel obligated. Uh, just be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, shout out to Andy, our Tier 1 patron. We appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, before we jump into it, Zach, anything on your mind? Anything you want to shout out? Anything we need to talk about? You know, I still don't understand Pop Funko figures. Okay. And then I really don't understand Figma figures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not a fan? No, I just don't get the appeal of them. I like figurines, mm-hmm. like models. Right. Like actual like statues and stuff? Yes. Right. But I just don't get the figures. Like you just don't understand the hype for it. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, you know, for the Funko Pop, that's how I've always felt. I have always felt like any desires I've had on wanting a Funko, it's just like it almost felt like I was just like peer pressured into it and wanting to just go with the crowd mm-hmm. sort of thing. And that's why I have so little. I mean, I have seven. That's yeah. it. I have the first series of Mass Effect. I have those five. I have Armstrong because he glitters, and I had to buy that because of that reason alone. <laughs> I've never noticed that about yeah, him. Yes, that is the only reason I bought him. If it was not for that, I would have happily walked out of that GameStop and not purchased him. But the moment I saw that they actually put glitter on his face, I'm like, sold. Give it to me. And then I have a Super Saiyan Goku that John gave me because he got it in uh, some monthly subscription thing he had. I don't remember what it was, though. Um but no, you're right. I don't, I don't see the huge appeal. I'm more of a statue guy myself. Um, but Funko Pops, I've, I've never just, I've never felt the appeal for it. Yeah, and the only reason I thought about that this week is because I happened to stumble across a older article that pretty much was about two employees sort of talking out against the company they were working with that was associated with Figma figures and whatnot, and just talking about how their higher ups were constantly pushing. Uh, the provocativeness of Figma figures of fictional characters that are technically underage. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, I mean, I sort of get your point, but at the same time, like I don't care why people get these figures. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I I, I do have one shout out. I saw this on Twitter earlier before we jumped in to record. Um, So, you know, uh, Alejandro Sam Kagi films. Yes. Uh, he did make a, an announcement that got me pretty pumped up because I've been, I've been watching this guy for a very long time, mm-hmm. very very long time, and I've just watched him continuously just get more roles as time has gone on. Yeah, you know, like Shallot and Dragon Ball Legends. You know, he voices uh, Yuri and Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC. Um, you know, he voices the I don't remember his name. You know, he's a minor character, but but the detective that's friends with All Might and My Hero. You know, a bunch of minor roles, right? That's all he's ever kind of gotten into in terms of voice acting. You know, I've been watching this guy for again a while. He did put out a tweet that he is going to be voicing Mirai in Platinum Inn. Hey, there we uh, go. Yeah, I got I got pretty pumped about that. That was pretty fucking dope. I mean, this is, I'm pretty sure, at least in terms of a major popular series, this is his first leading role, and I think this is his first leading role. Period in in voice acting. So that when I saw that, I got very pumped up, and it was funny though. I, I saw just because it 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 related to the tweet. I'm not following the person, but it just gave me the pop up. Whatever the person that's voicing, uh, uh, how do you pronounce his name? The the angel that we introduced in in episode three is it Raval? sure okay Ravel. is it i think it's Ravel. i just called him dennis all right well dennis <laughs> uh well we got introduced to dennis and uh the voice the english dub voice actor um introduced him like oh i'm gonna be voicing you know Ravel, whatever in this season and i noticed the name 
that he that he called him the angel of insert name here. And I'm just like, that's not right. And I did a quick Google. I, I guess he accidentally like didn't look into it. And he may have spoiled a down the road thing. Oops. Yeah, he spoiled. Uh, he spoiled uh, uh, an upgrade that he gets later. Because it, it, it literally says like you know <laughs> you know he becomes the angel of this you know it's the angel of emotion is what it is the angel of emotion he, he becomes a first rank but he was formerly known as the angel of trickery that we were introduced to yes. so as soon as I saw that I'm like that's a oopsie <laughs> big meaty spoiler oh you know what I actually thought that I also saw was the uh, Netflix's first reveal of the Bebop trailer. Uh, I have not watched the trailer yet. What'd you think? I am somewhat okay with it because it definitely had the bebop feel and it definitely showed what the story is sort of going to be. And it's, it's just using the cowboy bebop universe as a base. They are very much going in their own direction with it, which I don't think is a bad thing because yeah, because from the trailer spike and, um, I can't think of his buddy, his partner's name now all of a sudden. Dang. Um, but yeah, his bounty hunter partner, they're not immediately working together and whatnot. His character's a bit different and then Faye's character uh, alignment is completely out the fucking left field. Mm-hmm. It's sort of still in that same initial character of how Faye was, but it took a different, they went a different direction with it. And for what it seems like it's going, it's I'm slightly okay with it. I'll be curious to see how the story actually progresses and whatnot, but I feel bad for Ed. Oh, Ed got cut from this, but the dog still made it. Ah, <laughs> all right, let's go. I thought that was the funniest thing when the dog from um the series was in the trailer. I was like, Ed got cut, cut, but the dog made it because literally the dog and Ed joined the ship at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was just like, poor Ed. <laughs> Rest in peace, Ed. Moment of silence for Ed. Moments pass. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, well, actually, uh, not you know, not involving anime. I mean, this time period's for anything we want. Uh, did you happen to see the uh, the Lightyear teaser? I did. I actually really liked it. I did too. I actually really liked that. I did too. I thought it was really good. I was here for that, man. I was just like, this is just freaking space Top Gun. Yeah, I, I was totally here for that, man. I thought it looked dope. I'm, I'm excited for that movie. I think it's going to be a fun watch. Uh, I, I still want to watch uh, Dune. I, I really, really want to check out Dune right now. Uh, I've, I'm seeing so many wonderful things about it, and uh, that's one that I do have on my radar to see soon. I know Eternals comes out like in a week, and uh, yeah, about a week. Yeah, th- yeah, exactly a week. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited for that one, honestly. I think it's going to be a pretty solid uh, movie. But anyway, uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into anime talks. I'll kick things off with Demon Slayer. Uh, like I, said, I didn't watch episode three. And uh, it, I, I do know it's not coming out this weekend either. Uh, there will be no new episode on Halloween, October 31st, and it's coming out the next week. Uh, you can, if you want to keep up to date with that sort of information, that is an Animan Plus News. Make sure to listen to that because I did plug that in the latest episode of Animan Plus News. Um, but I did watch episode two the week prior, and it, I mean, it, it was super dope. I was, you know, you know, it's the movie content, whatever, and I'm, I'm going with it. And, you know, it shows Rengoku killing a demon. It looked super fucking clean. And I was like, oh, that looked so good. How did it look in the movie? I went and pulled it up on YouTube. I'm like, Wait a fucking minute. And then on another browser on Crunchyroll, I pulled up the movie. And for anyone curious, in case you did not notice this immediately in episode two, uh, this is literally a shot for shot. 
Like it is an exact shot for shot. I lined it up perfectly with the scenes and just hit play on both. And I, I'm not joking. An exact like they just plugged, took the movie, cut it, and put it in a twenty something minute episode. So that is what to expect. That is now. I do. I will say that you know you do. You will still get some extra scenes, some new some new music and stuff. You know at you know later on in the uh, in the arc. But these first and maybe even in episode three, there may have been some new scenes. I know we we have started the dream sequences. Uh, the only one that you got to see in episode two was uh, Tanjiro. You get to see the beginning of his. Uh, so the next episode, you you get to see Zanatsu's uh, Inosuke and etc. So, but uh, I mean, so far, shot you know, episode two was a literal shot for shot. I would expect the same out of three, maybe a few extra scenes. But anyway, uh, so Zach, what is going on with Yashihime? Because you you were very adamant that you wanted to talk about Yashihime episode twenty seven from the week prior. What <laughs> happens? <laughs> so. I'm I'm slightly getting my hopes up a little for this season oh, because no. I feel like this season we might actually get what we were hoping for. Oh no. And the only reason I think this is because episode 27 was a retcon episode. <laughs> Wait, what? It was a retcon episode. So all that random bullshit that happened in season 1 there was just like why why is this matter? Where is this going? Like um why Rin's in a tree? Why is this butterfly involved? Why Shishomaru um, helped Kieran Maru put Inuyasha and Kagome in a fucking jewel? The first six minutes of the episode explains all this and why it all links and why it should matter. And hey, we're retconning, so it doesn't just our random ass pieces. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking show. <laughs> like, as it was happening, I was like, no, no, it's a fucking retcon. <laughs> this fucking show. <laughs> so pretty much... Um, so, as it's established, Zero hates anything that's half demon, half human, any half breeds, pretty much. So, apparently, before trying to go and killing the girl, she went to attack Rin. But instead of killing Rin, because she has a super hate boner for um, Shishomaru, because I guess she had a chance with the great demon dog, but then the great demon dog went with a human. This is speculation, by the way. It hasn't actually specifically stated it, mm-hmm. but she's just had as a mad jealous boner and tries everything in her possibility to screw over Shishomaru because of that. Cause I guess he looks closer to his father than Inuyasha. Fair. Uh, so instead of just straight up killing Ren, she puts a silver scale curse on her, which more or less silver scales, uh, grow across Rin's body until it entirely covers her body and for, pretty much causes her to suffocate. Um, so she does that to Rin and then pieces out like, yo, you, I've done curse you now. Good luck with that. Hope you die later. I'm gonna go find your daughters and murder them. Uh, Shishomaru gets, hears that and puts, knocks out Rin after Rin's going on about how, um, oh no, that's right. She doesn't just straight up leave. Shishomaru shows up, confronts her, is gonna kill her and <laughs> Zero's just like, you can't kill me because I've connected to Rin with the red string of fate. So if you kill me, you kill her. And if you, and if she dies, I will die too, but you still can't kill her. Uh, so Shomer doesn't kill her. Uh, Rin goes on a whole thing about, please kill, kill her. It doesn't matter about me. Just save the children. Shishomaru can't do that. So he doesn't. Zero leaves. So he then puts Rin in the tree of ages to slow down the process of the silver scales. Rin still has to suffer, so they get the butterfly thing and connect it with Setsuna to Rin so Rin can sleep and dream so she's not suffering through Setsuna's dreams. 
which then Zero sort of has Shoshomaru by the balls because she's just like, well, if I die, Rin dies, and I want you to help my brother. Um, Otherwise, I'll just kill myself and kill Rin. So Shoshomaru, that's what leads to Shoshomaru helping Karen Maru, but he doesn't want to really help, and that's why he puts Inuyasha and Kagome in the jewel instead of just outright killing him. Okay. That was the first six minutes. To retcon all that, tie that all together, and then go, all right, now we're still looking for this damn root. (laughs) This fucking show, man. (laughs) This show. Is it getting to a point where I should check it out now, or... Um, maybe I would have to watch the latest, latest episode that I missed, but with the whole retcon thing killed me. I was just like, and it's because of that. And the fact that they've been running each episode is still following the main storyline, but still having their one shots, but they're not just completely useless one shots. Um, has sort of led me to, um, thinking that this season might be the season we were actually hoping for first time. Cause it's sort of getting that, old Inuyasha vibes. And I forgot during that whole retcon thing, the way that they connected Ren and Set, uh, Setsuna with the butterfly was when uh, Jonkin showed up and took uh, Setsuna to that cave of a half-demon children where she grew up. Apparently, when Jonkin was taking her there, he attached the, butterf- the butterfly or whatever to her to connect to curse her with that butterfly thing and connect it to Ren at that point in time. <laughs> I'll be honest, I totally forgot about the butterfly thing until you just said it. Yeah. I forgot that was an entire plot point. So that's still a thing that they're hunting for, obviously. Okay. Well, they are and they aren't. Oh, okay. Because after the whole thing with Setsuna acquiring the Naginata and dying, it's still affecting her, but they've made it more of an important thing to get uh, Toa a new sword that she can use the demon energy more frequently with. And then also at the end of the episode, Moraha more or less uh, charmed an old tree dude to reveal all all his secrets. It's exactly as it sounds. They went to question an old tree to find out where this root they can get is, and Moraha just put on the charm and more or less tried to seduce a tree. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like anything that just came out of your mouth. That bothers me quite a bit, honestly. I mean, it's not as bad as you're thinking. She just really gushed on him and got him to reveal his secrets because he's like a super old man and doesn't realize what he's doing. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Uh, Sakugan, episode three. Uh, So the one thing I do want to shout out about two and three is, and I noticed this in one, but just paying more attention in two and three, I'm really enjoying this. I love how there's basically not a moment where music is not playing. Like music is consistently playing at every single second and it and it constantly changes nonstop and continues to set the mood. So that is one thing that I do really appreciate about this series is how well it is setting the mood. And and I say that because I guess I'm really more I guess in tuned to that sort of thing right now because I've recently been like uh, like rewatching and, and checking out like some like all the Halloween movies because I'm planning to do a yeah. ranking for talking about movies and stuff and that's one co- common thing I've noticed about this scene or that scene for different Halloween movies like oh they do you know John Carpenter done a really good job setting the scene here and I, and I guess I'm more in tune to pay attention to this um, but suck on like the music is consistently setting the scene so well and I'm really enjoying that 
for this like episode three, it's still just following them, like going through, you know, the, I guess the beginnings of their journey, going through the labyrinths, trying to explore. And it's funny because like I finished watching the episode and then I went to go check the comments out on Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. And basically what I was thinking, everyone else felt the same way where this episode, uh, Mimumpa, uh, was super annoying. Because and everyone is getting really tired of our protagonist already. Triggery. Yes, like everyone you know thought the same thing. And you know, obviously, I know nothing about the book. Okay, I know nothing about the story direction. Everything I must say is just me making assumptions. Yeah, I would safely assume that because of like her, like the way that she acted in this episode of being, I, I understand she's a genius. I get that. But there's like, this episode was like a, almost a, it's like the beginning of a reality check that, Hey, you know, I'm a genius, but maybe I should listen to my fucking father because just continuously throughout this episode, she's completely going against her dad con- nonstop. Like he's keep saying, it's like, Nope, we are not doing this. Cause she's like, Hey, you know, looking at the maps, like, okay, we need to get to this area. So let's go this way. So he's looking at the map. He's just like, yeah, that is fucking stupid. We are not doing that. We're going to go this way because it's safer. You know, he was a marker. So he's just like, you got to trust your voice in here and talks to his chest, points to his chest, whatever. And she's like, no, you have to put, you have to trust your voice in your head. And he's just like, look, you're, you're a kid. Just please listen to me for once. And it just kept on being a thing where like, or like later on, like while they're just, you know, taking a break, kind of refueling the, uh, the mech, whatever, with some energy lines they find, found, they were kind of camping, taking a break, you know, earthquakes started happening and he kind of put up his ear up against the wall he's like already no that can't be right and it's just like okay what's going on and he you know he told her, he's like here go get some sleep go get some rest i know you're tired go get some sleep and he just goes to bed and she's like tell me what's going on he's like get some rest we are leaving here soon and she's still just like not listening to him so she goes in the mech and she's like just doing shit whatever almost passes out just sleeping and then the kaiju comes back the kaiju comes back, attacks them, you know, quick little moment, you know, there's a, uh, you know, there's a, a big crack in the crevice, which originally she was pitching, hey, let's go down here, because clear with how the water is running down there, clearly there's a cavern underneath, we can take that and get to the area that we're trying to get to, and he's just like, no, that is stupid, we are not doing that, so meanwhile, while this kaiju is attacking them, and they're, and he, you know, pushes Mimimpa out of the way, Gagamba does, and he's trying to get back to the mech, what is this, what does she do, what does this nine-year-old does? She jumps down this, this this crack to God knows where. <laughs> just full-blown jumps down. In, who knows where you're going to go? You very well are probably going to die. <laughs> oh, there's a big monster there. Time to adventure. Yes. And just leaves her dad behind. You know, and, you know, thanks to a stuffed animal that she has, doesn't die because it gets super inflated thanks to all the water and uses, like, a, like a cushion for her. Yeah, it's stupid, I know. So she lives, and now she's down in this, like, really icy cavern. It's super cold. She finds skeletons of, like, dead markers and stuff, and there's, like, these... Um, at first, I was, I was about to be, give this episode a big nope because I thought it was a horde of spiders. Yes. But it was not. Yes. <laughs> it was not. It was, like, you just start seeing a bunch of red eyes pop from the darkness. I'm like... No, <laughs> no, do not be a horde of spiders, please. I would have loved that because I know I would have been in the middle of playing New World. I just would have heard my phone light up. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> no, it was like it was like a horde of like like oversized like cockroaches, but like man eating cockroaches. I don't know. Because, of course. Yeah, exactly. So they start like chasing her down. She loses her backpack. She loses this. She loses that. She keeps falling and tripping. She gets trapped, you know, in a like a little storage container. And th- she's going to die. Like, Did it's, she keep the stuffed animal? 
It's in the backpack. Yes. <laughs> so she has nothing. She has nothing. She's in the storage container. She's still tired because she hasn't slept yet. And she's about to basically pass out. They're basically breaking into the, you know, the storage container. And then it's just like, oh, you're about to finally have your reality check that you need help. Because it was kind of one of those moments where it's just like, you know, every room that I've been in, I was the smartest. Everywhere I've gone, I was the smartest. Um you know, and then as they're breaking in, she finally like has the moment where she's like, I can't do this alone. She calls out for help and you know, and true anime. Nigel cliche. Thornberry shows up. Basically. Basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he busts through the walls, you know, with the mech, saves her, whatever. Because that's all I could think of, because I still haven't watched this, but I could only assume Gagumpa is anime Nigel Thorn Thornberry. You know what? Watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yes. In a way. In a way. So, you know, he comes in, saves her. They, you know, she gets in the mech, you know, and, and they go about, you know, they get out of there, you know, go to where they're trying to go. And she's like, oh, look, I was right all along. This is where I was going to go. So I, I hope just as well as everyone else that she gets a reality check that maybe she should actually listen to her dad more. Cause like that, everyone was complaining about that where she's like, she's being a spoiled little brat, like hardcore. Like I understand she's a genius, but like, experience you know his experience is important you know being the labyrinth before so everyone was just like yeah fuck this bitch she's fucking annoying <laughs> everyone was just ready for you know you know to her to get a reality check and I, and I will also say another thing with the kaiju can you know this is the same kaiju that attacked in episode one and mm -hmm. it's basically following them and i can only assume that it's specifically going after them because of this little amber necklace that they got in episode one that had the map whatever I can't help but to think that that's probably why. Again, I don't. I don't know the books. I don't know if I spoiled something that's going to be later. So if that isn't being the case, I'm very interested to see Mamimpa's like state of mind when she comes to realize, hey, this thing that I've been wearing this whole time is why this kaiju's coming after us. A.K. It's the reason why my best friend died in the first episode. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing like that sort of reveal of like and how it will impact the character, and hopefully, just give the character a reality check where she won't be such a little shit and listen to her dad at least once on a blue moon. That's all I'm asking for at this point. I understand she's a genius. Just once in a blue moon, listen to your dad because you almost got you almost got killed because you decided to jump off a waterfall leading to God knows where. Uh, all right, uh, where do we want to go from here? Do we want to go to 86? Talk up, Platinum Man. How we feeling? I mean, I feel 86. All right, 86, episode 15. Um, not a lot happened in this episode. Not really. No. I mean, it was just like a bridge episode, just continued getting to where we're going to go. It really was. It was main focus on just the team getting back together for the first time. And in a while, it, I don't remember if it says years or months. I think it was like six months or something like that. Yeah. And more or less just them interacting with each other, throwing Frederica around like a football. Mm -hmm. Um, true. Um, <laughs> uh, Shin stating his stance on their juggernauts. <laughs> yes, I, that was a nice. That was a funny scene, and I'll tell you, reading it was also very funny. It, it was it was funny reading that for the first time as well, where they're just going back and forth on how to refer to the mechs. That was that was enjoyable. Yeah, it's, it just works just because of how just straight Shin is. Yes, um, and more or less getting us ready for this big attack which is coming. Yep, and how Shin's trying to subtly let them know that it's going to be worse than they think without revealing his powers. Right. But them just going, oh, don't worry. We have our all of our analysts. We're not the same as where you came from. We know what we're doing. We There's no way it can be these numbers. And I'm just sitting here going, oh, they're about to fuck up. <laughs> and Shin's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I mean, overall, I enjoyed the episode. The thing I really liked was um, 
the mentioning of him thinking about uh, Major Waifu or yeah, Lena, Captain Waifu now. Yeah, Captain. Um, and her and him going, I wonder how she's doing. And then I don't. Did you watch past the ending? Uh, I don't know. Refresh my memory. What happened? So after the ending, it actually has a shot of uh, Lena actually in her room. No, I did not see that. Okay, so yeah, it has an aftershot of uh, nothing really big happens. Just a couple seconds of Lena in her room, her cork board with the last team she was with. It's fairly empty. A lot of papers have ended up in her glass box since the last time we saw it. And the map that she has on her wall has been updated and pretty much it's almost entirely red around the city mm. now with like, there is some space before the city, but instead of where it was just sort of encroaching last time we saw it in episode one, it's now a complete red circle. <laughs> oh shit. And her just sort of observing and preparing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready for uh, some of the fighting that's going to take place in the, in the, in the rest of the season, dude, it's going to mm-hmm. be super clean. But I mean, uh, when it comes to this episode, I, I, I probably the most enjoyable parts for me is, is one, the fighting of like, Okay, is it Juggernaut or the other one? That yeah. was enjoyable. And then also, I, I really enjoy pretty much any of the interactions between Shin and, Ra- and Raiden. I really do. Yeah, that I, was a nice moment. I love, I love their dynamic of being like, you know, you know, this whole group, the remaining uh, members of the Spearhead, like they're all very close, yes, but those two are all close on a different level. Mm-hmm. They are really, truly best friends. Where you know, Raiden's going to support them and be there for them no matter what. So I, I enjoy that their dynamic and that their that conversation is the one where you know they were talking about Lena and how she's doing. Yeah, uh, good episode though, very very enjoyable. Uh, another enjoyable one, honestly, was uh, Talk Up uh, episode four. Three and four both. Three and four both. Really enjoyable. I like the introduction of Titan. Because True. As soon as it happened, I was just like, Lolly with a shotgun? I was like, God, internet's going to go wild. Fuck it. I love Lenny and Titan. I love Lenny and Titan. They're fantastic. Lenny secretly wants to sleep with the MC. That is true. <laughs> that is true. He does. He just teases the whole time. It's sort of a thing like, It'll happen, but he but he's not going hard for it. Yeah, he's kind of throw, he's planting the seeds. <laughs> uh, but you know, we did get introduced to another um, uh, um, Musark. Yes, Musark and conductor. Condu- conductor, thank you. Uh, being you know, Lenny being the conductor and Titan being the Musark. So we did get introduced introduction to them, which they basically were just kind of like travel with our our main group here mm-hmm. and basically be willing to kind of help you know, talk, kind of learn the ropes, which is obviously necessary. And yeah. as, as it's being explored there, you're continuing to find out more about uh, Destiny, which is Corset, uh, De- Destiny being the actual name now, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, basically figuring out that, okay, this is not a normal one. <laughs> this one, Destiny is very different. Yeah, because the big thing from episode three that I got was, Cosette has become Destiny and that apparently when people become Musarks, it pretty much kills the entire original personality and implants a new personality that is born from a particular piece of music because uh, Destiny is from the musical, Beethoven's musical piece, Destiny. Mm-hmm. And which was a nice touch in four whenever they were tra- when Lenny was training him, he's like, you have to fill the harmony and actually play it a bit from uh, that sheet of music. Right. And everything, which was a nice little touch. But the big thing from three is like, yeah, Destiny is not a normal muse art. Muse arcs kill off the original personality, so they're not the same person anymore. Um, in that she, because she's not normal, she's actually eating the life force of Tot anytime she's in her dress form. Which gives us the, you know, the 
explanation from you know that we kind of maybe had from the first episode is why does he lose his arm whenever she gets her power, and then that gives us the answer is that she just you know takes his life force to kind of do her thing, and as she continues to do more, you see like more of like red go across his body basically. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, episode four was also an enjoyable one where it's all based in Vegas. I mean, it was good. When I, I enjoyed like little things with uh with Corsex, I you know when they were talking to like Lenny's friends. If, if you paid attention, you see Corset behind him trying to make a heart, trying to make the heart. Yeah. yeah I, th- I, I thought that was funny, man. I thought that was funny. Her curiosity about his life in general is very is very humorous to me. And just her her freaking ambition to destroy all the walls. Yes. I feel a vibration. I must check it. No, because that wait. Yeah, but uh, well, there's a broken wall. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, the episode, you know, does come to a close where talks kind of like getting it down, basically getting the powers and which I felt like that was sort of rushed. Right. I feel like there was no connection. I mean, there was the initial sort of training fight in the woods where he was sort of crap, and then yeah, the next real fight was in this underground casino, and he's just like, I got this, and I'm just like, do you? Know? Eh. I was like, I feel like there's no real change here <laughs> right it, it, i mean it was a good episode though this series is honestly very good i still love the music too the yeah, music's the, still fantastic as i would as i would hope yeah the music's still doing doing fine i am slightly worried about the next episodes with how this one went with just the whole t- to not really controlling to perfect control and i'm i was at that moment i was like i wonder if this is suffering a little because from what you told said last episode so we have is that this is based off a mobile game and there is no actual Mm -hmm. solid backstory or whatnot they're running off of. So I'm almost slightly worried that things like that might happen. We're sort of just disconnect of, I don't feel like this was earned. Right. Uh, What about platinum in episode four? I haven't got to watch this yet, uh, but you got to check it out later. Platinum in is in suck on both. Like their episodes, their newest is always going to be a hit or miss for me and Zach both. It just depends. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, the day they come out is when we record and platinum in comes out so damn late in the day for us. Uh, But what do you think of episode four? I mean, I enjoyed three quite a bit. It got dark. (laughs) Oh, this is a, Picking up where um, it all Met- takes place in that stadium. Yeah, Metropolitan basically called everyone out. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, it picks up from episode three where uh, the blue and yellow show up to try and attack him, and more or less it reveals that Metropolitan had this big scheme. The person at the uh, mound is actually not him; it's actually a human he shot to dress up like him and be there as a decoy. And Metropolitan is watching all this. Those two try to shoot him with a red arrow. Find out that. It re- lets you know that anyone who's already hit by a red arrow can't be hit by another one, so it bounces off. And it's a whole thing where um, those two trying to confront Metropolitan and him sort of outsmarting them because after Metropolitan announces, like, well, I found out what I want. I'm not going to come in. You guys are idiotic. They land next to the fake and are planning to take him to interrogate him when another candidate shows up, a little girl who's crying, saying she's scared of him and that she wants to join them and them being all worried and just like, well, let us shoot you with a red arrow. And in the meantime, Metropolitan flies, grabs her ass, shoots her with a red arrow then flies away. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, you guys suck. You're really slow. And then revealing their whole plan of, Oh, the arrows can only go this far, and it takes two seconds before you shoot another one. And him just going, "Well, I got two arrows, so it takes me like point three seconds to shoot two arrows because he can shoot them back to back." Uh, 
some more people who are acting like God Cannon show up that team up with Yellow and Blue, which turns out that they're actually hired actors by Metropolitan used as decoys to bring these two down because they shoot those two. And then while they have their backs turned, he switches with his fake. And when they go back to the mound, he's behind them, shoots one with a mind arrow, shoots the other one with a red arrow. Talking about the... The red and the, blue, the yellow and the blue guy. Okay. Offs one guy, makes the other guy fall in love with him. He back talks the angel because that's the angel tries to sneak away with the wings and arrow. He's just like, what you doing? That is by my right mind. She throws him to him. He's like, bye. <laughs> literally, literally, as she drags off the soul to the hell, he's just like, thank you. <laughs> um, These angels don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, not really. Um, more or less, he just completely owns the situation and has more or less planned for everything up to the point where, um, he then takes the girl he shot, who's a candidate and the guy in the yellow as a candidate has the super mind maniacal superhero mega villain handcuffs, handcuffs the girl to one of the railings, handcuffs the other girl's arm to the yellow dude. And he uses the whole thing about when people are shot by a red arrow, they'll only do things to a certain extent. And he's more or less like telling them, would you die for me since I've now shot you with a red arrow? And they're going, well, and he points the white arrow at the guy and he's just like, and he starts flipping out and tries to fly away, more or less trying to fly away, but he's cuffed to the girl. So she's literally being pulled between this bar and this guy trying to, <laughs> why the fuck are you laughing? You sick, you sick piece of shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um, no, no, it got dark in. Guy's trying to fly away to escape, and he finally just shoots the guy, offs him, and then the girl's freaking out because the dude <laughs> dies, and Metropolitan then pulls out another white arrow and is aiming at her, and he's more or less mocking, going, keep this in your mind, all you cowardly candidates. And he, the girl's screaming for help and everything, and people are confused as fuck because you got to keep in mind, only other candidates can see these wings and arrows, so they just see people falling and flying in the air. They right, have no yeah, idea yeah. going on, and they're talking about arrows and god candidates. Everyone's confused as fuck, <laughs> and all this crap is going on, and then they see the guy just drop, and they're just like, is he really dead? Is it going to happen to the girl? And this girl is screaming, crying, and her angel finally comes down, asking him to stop, and he's just like, give me a reason to stop. Beg for, beg for her life. And the angel starts begging for someone to help. He's like, huh, you can do it. Continues to aim his white arrow. <laughs> Shit. And then the whole time it's also been showing Ravel and um, I forget the other angel's name. The super pure one. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And the we're back at the room and Ravel's just like, I hope uh, I forget our MCs. I haven't learned any of these. Saki. Yeah. He's like, I hope Saki doesn't do anything stupid. And the whole time, Saki's not Saki. No, the actual MC. Oh, M- Mirai. Mirai, Mirai doesn't do something stupid, and it's just the whole time because they end the, with all this home. Mirai's just going, "What do I do? What do I do? If I do this or that?" And then right at the end, before the episode ends, Saki says something of, "Don't let him do that." And Mirai, you just see the ring around his oh, neck pop no. up, and some shit's about to go down next episode. <laughs> Jesus, I missed a hell of an episode. Yeah, no, it got dark real quick. Oh, I gotta, I'm going to have to check that out Like, later. it was a very nice build-up, too. Nice. Like, for anyone who hasn't watched it, I'm sorry I spoiled it, because it was just such a good episode, because it was such a nice build-up of them thinking they won to just slowly going down this hellhole. Right. 
And that laugh was more of like a nervous laugh, you know, more than anything. I also laugh when I watch like horror I, movies I, I too. Explain that, and you just start trying. I was like, this. <laughs> it's more just like a nervous laugh, like, oh fuck, what's happening? Oh man, calling me out like that? Shit, come on, man. I mean, that's the worst possible time to laugh. It's just like I said, I get nervous laugh. Where it's like, oh god, oh, fuck. <laughs> I just wanted to explain myself there. <laughs> what about Dragon Quest? What do you have going on in that meme? It's our oh, final freaking end. hell. Uh-oh. So over the last couple of episodes, he's been trying to establish this whole die and barn son and father thing. And just apparently these few hours that they're together, they're just getting a f- familial bond. Which I do have a complaint. My normal complaint of titles not matching the content. Oh, this shit again. <laughs> so the episode was called Baron versus Hadlar. Out of the 23, no, 24 minutes of an episode, probably like a whole runtime of maybe three minutes, those two are actually throwing attacks at each other. Then another two, three minutes of them doing the traditional Dragon Ball thing of charging and yelling at each other. Ah, perfect. Or not charging, but charging up and yelling at each other. <laughs> Oh, because it just solely focuses on Barum and Dai fighting Hadlar. Well, confronting Hadlar in this episode, mm-hmm. and then they're sort of fam- having familial bonds. Um, because it's a whole thing of Dai wanting to fight with his with Barum, and Barum going, "Stop! This black core can explode at any time. But if I use my draconic aura, I have a chance of holding it back." Run to your friends and save them. I got this. And it has a whole trust moment of, do you trust me? Do you trust my strength? No. Yes. <laughs> and this whole thing, and I'm just like, I trust you'll do what is right, die, and everything. And yeah, it's a whole standoff thing. And then as Barum and Hadlar go to attack each other, we have a small moment of die turns around. He's just like, oh, he's going to do it. Because it was sort of troll the whole fight because the two of them charge at each other with their best attacks. And before they do that, while they're charging, Hadlar has to go, has to do a whole explanation. Ha, we both have our final attacks. Neither of us will need a second strike. Whoever hits first will be the victor. Let us kill each other. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this Hadlar? Why do you have to explain this? Um, yeah. And they go in and tag each other. And, uh, when it looks like Hadlar is going to strike, um, Bond takes off his eyepiece and blocks it and then goes to chop his head off and it doesn't work because the Reaper dude, whenever he sliced the Reaper dude in half, apparently Reaper juice blood is the same as some hell water in the underworld that corrodes blades, even the strongest equip, even the strongest ore, which caused uh, Bond's blade to dull and not be able to cut Hadlarn's head off. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Barum goes to try and cut off Hadlar's head and it only gets stuck in there. So Hadlar tries to uh, stab him with his Wolverine claws only for Dai to get in the way and take the hit. Which was, this was the funniest thing to me because when Dai got stabbed and he fell, (laughs) it was funny to me because I felt like these facial reactions should have been reversed. Uh, Hadlar, our big bad, is just like, Die? Really confused why Die's there and that he was shocked that he stabbed Die. And then as Die's fallen, Barum looks looks down and goes, 
and just has this really pissed off face like, why the hell did you get in the way, boy? (laughs) 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 And uh, it happened. I was just like, (laughs) I was just like, mom's really pissed about this for the wrong reason. (laughs) And I was like, and I'm very confused why Hadlar's the shocked one. That's funny. (laughs) Um... And then it spends like the last nine, eight minutes of the episode of Barum going and taking care of die. Just like, you need a hill boy. You can't die from this and everything and trying to help die. (laughs) And, um, the funniest part about this is the whole time this is going on. And I was just thinking, Hadlar's just standing over there. He could kill both of them, but he's just chilling. (laughs) He's just standing over there. Just watching this like, Oh, this is what a family's like. <laughs> um, eventually, he does try to attack him, and Barum has this whole moment where he's going to focus on healing Die and just take the hit. But Die, trying to be all macho and gets in the way, Draconic Aura defends, and she's like, I'm fine now. Blood just coming out of holes. Oh, yeah, don't worry about me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be okay. We can kill Hadlar together. And Barum just being... I got this. Puts die to sleep, and then at the end goes into his weird Bowser form of where it's just his head on a dragon body. <laughs> I hate that. I, I haven't even seen it, and I hate it. I really The first time you explained it to me, I hate it. I hate it now, too. And so next episode is going to be the actual fight between Hadlar and Barum, but it's not called that. <laughs> okay. Because in the previews, it actually showed them fist fighting and breaking bones. It was just like... Why was that not in the episode? Dragon Quest is such a it's such a fucking. Oh, name. and I am slightly upset with it even more because they changed the new visuals for the episode, and it has the big bad King Varan facing off against our heroes. But it's only freaking um, Avon's of disciples, so Hunkle Pop, Ma'am, and Die. And I was just like, what about Crocodile? Crocodile's part of the team. Why we shafted Crocodile? He's the best part of this. I was like, poor crocodile. What the hell, guys? Jesus Christ. I was super upset about that when I noticed that. Well, that's going to be probably a clip. Make sure to like the video, please, if you made it to the end of it. Jesus. Oh man, you you and Drag Quest is one of my favorite story arcs of Anime Plus. <laughs> it really is. And to think, if I had, if you had stopped putting it off the freaking script, I might have stopped. But we've committed too far now. Yeah, we're we're in too deep, man. We can't look. It's one of the rocks, okay? It's one of the two rocks. <laughs> it of was the show. very unexpected too. <laughs> Jeez. When we hit episode 25, I was like, it's still going. <laughs> I was like, what do we do? I guess I'm going to keep rocking with it. <laughs> I, it's still not confirmed how long it's going to be. I don't even think they know. They're just like, yeah, just go until you're done. So who knows how long it's going to be. I'm pretty sure they're just running through the entire content of the series. <laughs> so you're going to be stuck with this for a long time. Well, I don't know because it feels, because it feels like they've introduced the really... The in-game guy, which isn't Handlar, it's Varen and everything, and it's very much hinted at that Dai is going to fight Varen in this arc. So unless somewhere along the lines they introduce another bigger, badder guy, I think we're pretty set on our course now. 
So maybe it'll end within a year. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, hey, maybe a year. Maybe. Maybe. If you're lucky. <laughs> Another year of this. Jesus. What was your favorite episode of the week? I'm assuming Platinum. Not Die. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, shoot, what was my favorite episode? Yeah, I think Platinum Man. Yeah. Mine would probably be talk about episode three. Not four, but three. Okay. I really, I really enjoyed three because the opening bit of three was awesome, so beautifully animated. Of Corsette fighting all the D twos. Cosette. Cosette. Yes, or Destiny now, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so cool. So cool. The <laughs> freaking speaking of three, the one really dark thing about that was after all the fighting and talk, just going. They didn't even scream. I was like, that got dark quick. Yeah. What happened to your personality, bro? <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Oh shit! Uh, looking forward to to watching Platinum in four. I, I may actually go watch it later. I don't know. I'm either gonna go play New World after this, uh, or I'm gonna go watch Platinum. In. Speaking of gaming, have you even touched Marvel's Guardians? I haven't got it yet. Oh, you didn't end up rebuying it? No, uh, I decided to hold out. I'm getting it tomorrow. But here's the irritating part: it's it's in town <laughs> today. <laughs> it got in town at five a.m. And it still says, oh, we're going to deliver it on Friday. And, you know, it went from UPS to United States Postal Service. I'm like, guys, like, give me my fucking game. Uh, I want to play it, dude. I'll tell you that I'm probably not going to buy Mario Party now because of that. Oh, super rip. I mean, I'm going to buy Mario Party. And I might buy it tomorrow, but I have no intentions on playing it with you guys tomorrow. Super <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I haven't got a chance to touch Guardians yet. Tomorrow is my Guardians day, especially because I wanted to get some Guardians time in before the podcast on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I'm really irritated about that. I checked it earlier. It's just like, oh yeah, you know, we're up in the, up in the Capitol at 5 a.m. Like, but you're still going to be delivered tomorrow. Yep. Bro, <laughs> really? Fucking come on, please. <laughs> it came out two days ago. Give me my fucking game. And someone made a comment. It's like, well, sucks that you have to buy a physical. I'm like, I wanted the collector's edition, okay? If it wasn't for that, I would have bought it digitally. I bought, of all games, I bought Mass Effect digitally because I wanted it immediately. I just wanted the collector's edition, okay? That's all I wanted because it wasn't that expensive. It was 80 bucks. That's not bad. No, that isn't bad. That's the only if it if it would have been higher, I wouldn't have bought it. I mean, I only got it again because it came with a still book, came with the soundtrack, came with some other stuff, and it was only eighty bucks. I mean, that, that's good for a collector. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's buy it. Um, but yeah, let's hop over to manga time. We got a lot of chapters. Mm, what's my button for this? Nope, not that one. There it is. Bingo. Uh, all right, so kicking things off, One Piece one thousand twenty nine. I would give this one probably a seven. Out of curiosity, are we like actually in the major fights now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we have been since pretty much since one thousand. Okay. Yeah, chapter one thousand uh, really set up for the fights to happen. Okay, because I remember y'all back in one thousand saying that sort of started fights, yeah. but being One Piece, I didn't know if it decided to go. Oh yeah, we haven't touched on this character's flashback. Nope, no more flashbacks. <laughs> uh, it, but you know, because of what's happening in Wayno, it's just dude, it's hopping between so many fights all at the same time. So you're, I mean, you're getting bits of this one, bits of that one, bits of that one. As One Piece fights go. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, with how previous arcs have been, I will say this is the largest scale of that that it has been because it's a literal war. Mm-hmm. Um, My Hero was on a break, so Black Clover, uh, 310. What would you rate this one? Um, How many points are on a star? 
I would say that. <laughs> However many points are on Stride. I think it's like a five. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. But yeah, commonly a five. Yeah. Let's stick with that. Uh, I'd probably give it like a six or a seven. Probably six. Yeah, six. I feel like we've really fallen off the Black Clover train. It's just because of how this arc's been handled, bro. Like, I mean, I really do. This arc, in my opinion, has been handled so poorly. I, it does feel like it's just like almost being rushed for in-game. It does seem like that. And I don't like that. It bothers me. There's so many other things that involved in this arc that could have done better. But Then we also got a random introduction to another character, possibly. Yeah, true. Um, and then another series. Dr. Stone, 215. I was actually happy with this chapter. I wasn't. You know why? Hmm. They failed. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was cool, <laughs> but just so stupid. So, so stupid at this point. It finally addressed the fact that time is skipping very quickly now. Yeah, and everyone looks the same. You know, you you, you have this time skip of when everyone's still in stone again. Uh, well, that's a big spoiler, I guess. Uh, where one character does get aged up, but then you have this moment where a time is really skipping, and it's just like everyone looks the exact I mean, it clearly looks like it's at least a couple, a few years, right? They even said, oh, yeah, they've been doing this for a couple of years, whatever. But, I mean, dude. Yeah, no, it straight up is like, he straight up says, oh, you did this great with three years of work. Yeah. <laughs> and then towards the end, there's like, how many years can they do this going, setting back to one and still no one looks aged? It's, I, I don't know, man. Dr. Stone's in such a stupid place right now for me. I, I mean, ugh. I'm still going to keep reading it. I'm going to watch the new season when it comes out, especially because the, some of the upcoming anime seasons are going to be super dope. They are like up front. The next, next season is going to be really, really cool. Um, but man, just ever since the big shit happened, yeah. right? That was super hype. Ever since then, it's just gone straight down the pot. Yeah. Because it, it feels like they're just trying to rush to some end game. Cause we know things. it's the final arc. Yeah. So I it, think, I think the writer might be really hyped for however they're planning on ending it and sort of all the stuff leading that ending, sort of being shafted a little. Yeah. What about JJK? Wait, what, are we, what are we rating, Dr. Stone? Sorry. We didn't rate it. We just went on a rant. Um, I'm giving it like a five, dude. Like I literally just don't care for Dr. Stone right now. Yeah, I'll stick with a five. Uh, JJK, 163. Um, it's a trap. <laughs> I'll give this one probably a seven. I'll stick with a seven. <laughs> oh, I guess. Have you ever bathed with your clothes on? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever bathed with your clothes on? This is the first time I've done it. <laughs> Honestly, if I walked in there, I just saw a guy chilling on a stage in the bathtub. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, guys. Bye. Uh, Mission Yezakora family, 103. Um, I would give this one probably a nine. Good chapter. Really enjoying the, the content right now of Mission Yezakora family. Uh, Undead and Luck, 84. Um, I think a seven is good. Mashal, uh, 83. I'll actually give it an eight. I'll give it eight as well. Sakamoto Day is 44. I'm not looking forward to next episode. I agree. <laughs> That ending, I was just like, I, I was reading it. I was reading it laying in bed. And I got to the last page and I just dropped my phone. I'm like, no. I was just like, shit. Um, I'll honestly give it an eight, though. I give it an eight. I liked, the, I liked our granny, Granny Neo. I lose the Samurai 37. Uh, I'll give it a seven. Didn't read it. Which watch 35? Uh, four. <laughs> this episode... It's gone back on its weird crap of 
of weird one shots of them just doing random crap. I was very okay when they did the actual serious thing. I was actually very hyped for that stuff. The twist in it caught me off guard. It was really awesome. But now that they've gone back to this stuff, I'm sort of just like, it's back to being dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blue box twenty six. Uh, eight. I give it an eight. Uh, Red Hood sixteen. Trip. Um, <laughs> six. Did, didn't read it. I, I didn't read these last three. You can tell how I feel about these last three. Where it's like if I if I don't feel like sitting down back in the time to read something, they're going to get potentially cut. So Nero fifteen and P six six. P six six. It's. Nero, I will give a seven. That series may actually survive a bit because it's doing something where Red Hood, it's definitely over. <laughs> oh, so based on the pacing. I mean, I agree. The story is very Oh, we've gotten indicated. in Red Hood at this point, we've gotten some big uh, story spoilers. Just like, it's dead. <laughs> it is dead. Okay. So, it, it, okay. Well, uh, that's so disappointing. This series had such a white hot start. It did. The chapter one was so good. Oh, and everything they've revealed about it. If this series actually was able to go long, it would have been f- great. Oh my with god! With all the stuff they revealed, it's such a good setting and sort of plot point. But they've it's lost its traction and it's it's dead. It's already driving into the grave. <laughs> Versus Nero, it's still going. It's not showed any signs. You know, I, I said that I was be really pissed <laughs> if that ended up being a thing. <laughs> oh my god! Two for two. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> um, and... Um, Is this one going to die? In your opinion? I feel like it's... I don't think it's going to make it. I give it a, this episode a six. I'm curious where it's going. Um, because based on how it's set up and everything, I, I think it could survive because it has a very interesting concept. Will it catch on? I don't know. That's the question. Rip Red Hood, though. Uh, My Hero Vigilantes, uh, 112. I would give this one an 8. Good chapter. Knuckle Duster, shout to Knuckle Duster. <laughs> I loved your message. You sent me that day. I assumed you read it. It's just like, Knuckle Duster, bitch. I was just like, okay. Yeah, it was like uh, Shonen Jump sent me a notification for the new chapter. It's just like, Knuckle Duster, can he do whatever? You know, beat whoever, whatever it said. I took a screenshot to send to Zach. I'm just like, you're damn right he can because he's fucking Knuckle Duster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I give it an eight, though. At that time of month again, uh, Dragon Ball Super, 77. Uh, I mean, this was just like a big backstory chapter is all this was because, you know, the end of the last chapter, you know, set up Bardock being part of Dragon Ball Super in this oh, case. Oh, right. I remember seeing people going on about Bardock. Yeah, so this was a big Bardock episode for how Bardock was the one that saved uh, Granola. Did this change forever Bardock's story we've known for ages now? Uh, it's still It's still in line with the same Bardock story that we got out of Broly. I mean, it's still in line with that. That, okay. that, that Bardock, it's this still the same Bardock, basically. Um, you know, of course, Vegeta knowing who Bardock is. So Goku's just like, who the hell's Bardock? And Vegeta's like, that would be the name of your father. And Goku's like, oh, shit, really? Oh, cool, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, I had a dad? Cool. <laughs> I mean, that's basically how it went. I mean, it was, it was an okay chapter. I mean, I don't know if it makes up for the for the shit that we've gotten recently where it's just like, again, I called it coming. It's like, I'm smelling a beat down for Vegeta coming in here. Oh, here it is. Um, ultra ego. Yeah. Ultra ego. So, so stupid, dude. 
Um, but I mean, this chapter, I'd probably give it an eight. I mean, I'm a, I've, I've always been a big Bardock fan. Always. Yeah. I love Bardock. So, I mean, it is cool to at least see him in the manga. I think for like the second time he may have been in the manga. Uh, he may not have been in the, in, the, in the super manga. I know, I know he had a separate manga where it was introduction to, uh, Ganin, uh, Goku's mom. That was an entirely spinoff. Oh, I didn't realize they had introduced Goku's mother. Yeah. Uh, she was introduced in like a little spinoff manga a few years back and then they made her like anime canon with the Broly movie. Uh, so she is in the Broly movie at the beginning before all shit breaks loose with um, Planet Vegeta. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I give this one an eight. Uh, Boruto sixty three. I mean, I give this one a seven. I mean, it's got a it's got a cool ending. I mean, Momoshiki popped in, took over Boruto's body. It's like, all right, I guess I'll step in. I gotta fuck someone up, I guess. Um, I mean, it, it, it's all right. I mean, but it's it's with these being monthly mangas, like as I said before, like you you get in these positions where you're like in these weird bridge chapters where it's just like it's sixty pages of a bridge. <laughs> it's just like eh, well, we'll get there eventually. We'll get to the good stuff. If only it was. It has to span the length of the Uzumaki Bridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what about Spy Family Fifty Four? I mean, super hype. True. He wears a badass. Eight. An eight as well. Kaiju forty eight. Um, I'll give it an eight. You give it an eight. That ending though, that ending, it's gonna be hype. Dan Dan chapter thirty. I'd give this one an eight as well. I am officially caught up on Fire Force, so that is officially in their R ratings now going forward. Uh, and I got to say a couple things about being caught up. Oh, that's what that was. Oh yeah, you just saw fire. You're like, what the fuck is that? I just saw fire. I didn't even think more about it. I was like, I guess it'll explain it. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say a couple things. Um. Episode 50 of Anime Plus, uh, 50 incredible fights across anime manga web team. There was one Fire Force fight on there because it's part of the anime, but I will say up front, Shinra and Joker versus Burns would 1,000% be on that list, and Dragon and Arthur would 1,000% be on that list. Those fights, okay, now I will say the Arthur-Dragon fight got a little over the top. It did. It did get a little over the top. I mean, it like, involved Arthur. Yes, it, true, which he is, which also his, his power-up was hysterical because Zach for him to get stronger to prepare for this fight to slay this dragon he had to play Dragon Quest <laughs> he had to sit down and play Dragon Quest on the Super Nintendo I mean to be fair in Witch Watch they did JoJo references yep um, but yeah he uh, he pulled in um, Vulcan mind you mind you the end of the world is happening. The end of the world is happening. There's fire everywhere. There's a lot of shit going down. And Arthur's like, here, I need to go play the Super Nintendo. Vulcan, come with me. And Vulcan's like, all right, yeah, sure, bro. <laughs> like, whatever, man. There's even a shot at the end of one chapter where Vulcan's just like thinking to himself, he's like, the world is ending. And I'm sitting here entertaining Arthur while he plays Dragon Quest. <laughs> what are we doing? Anyway, 288, though. Uh, I'd give this one a nine. It was a very good chapter. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, Tokyo Avengers 228. I'll give it a seven. Seven as well. Eden 0164. Eight for me. I actually forgot to read this one. I completely forgot about it. Good chapter. Uh, two Year Eternity, 151. Um, sure. At six. Yeah. 
Seven Other Sins, Four Nights Apocalypse, Chapter 36. Uh, probably seven. Ranger Reject. This is officially back from hiatus. Uh, this chapter really got, uh, you, know, you know, one of the, I think it was like, I don't think it was 25, maybe like 23, 24. We got to introduce like the one of like our main antagonists, if yeah. not our main antagonist. And that's kind of where this chapter kind of picks up is showing more of him and uh, just his brutality because he like just immediately just kills someone. You know, they're, they're just there in the way. They just come down a hall. And he's just like, Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Just kills him immediately. <laughs> so it was nice to see, like, okay, yeah, this is legitimate. Like, all right, yeah, I'm going to fuck everyone up. Kind of bad guy. Uh, I'd give this one probably an eight. Good chapter. Solo leveling, bro. Uh, we, uh, Man, we are in game right now. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, from what I know, from what I've read of what the light novel, kind of where it leads, we are in in game for solo leveling. Yeah. Uh, 171, I'd give this one a nine. I'd give it a nine as well. I'd give 170 a nine, too. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Only reason I give that one a nine is because I love our two characters' interactions every single time. Yeah, uh, every single time I love it. That's the only reason it gets a nine. Uh, we care one sixty one. I'll give it an eight. Did not read this one, unfortunately. L seed one thirty five. Freaking nine. Oh, okay, okay. I've enjoyed the last bit of L seed because the last like five chapters and whatnot has just been showing why Caden's sort of been established as our strongest character in the universe and proving it <laughs> in the entire universe yes literally if the, when anyone talks about Caden, they're all just just about everyone's like oh fuck <laughs> and <laughs> the few people who don't think that they go oh this is Caden. i can beat him ha i've used my what the hell <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no it's just been the last like good Eight, almost ten chapters, just been Caden establishing his dominance mm -hmm. over everybody. Nice, Because nice. they messed with his student. Ah, okay. I watched him level an entire city. <laughs> <laughs> and this is his weekend form. What was your favorite chapter of the week? Freaking LC. <laughs> okay, I, from the sound of it, I figured. Uh, mine's probably Fire Force. Fire Force is soul leveling, one of the two. Well, that does it for this episode. Um... Overall, good time. Enjoyed as always. Uh, Zach, any last thoughts? Uh, what's for dinner or not? What's your what's your dinner plans? Have you already ate? I already ate. Uh, what'd you have? Uh, chicken Alfredo. Nice. I think uh, I think I'm gonna have some pizza, some chicken bacon ranch stuffed crust pizza. I think that's gonna be the play tonight. Sounds like a good time. Uh, any last thoughts though for the listeners before we get out of here? Crocodile needs more love. Okay. Fair. Why does Crocodile get shafted, guys? Other than that, you can like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you like what's going on, you can hit the subscribe button and follow the channel. And if you really like what's going on, you can hit the bell and it'll notify you anytime one of our videos goes up on youtube.com slash sparky3, regardless of what podcast it ends up being that day. Sure. Who knows? It, it could change. It changes every day. <laughs> and we have more on the way, too, eventually. Sometime. Yeah. Spark Bark will come out uh, sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very busy. Okay, I have. Uh, but anyway, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you didn't, eh, well, understandable. It happens sometimes, you know. <laughs> uh, but do everything that he said and more, and we'd greatly appreciate that. Make sure you go check out the other shows like Loud Hearted Gamers, talk about movies and stuff, a terrible football show. And uh, that's going to do it from us. Until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye. Bye.